0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out this episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud and get it automatically. The show is also listed on Stitcher if you use that app. Like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. Email me at Josh at MyFirstSketch.com and follow me on Twitter at MyFirstSketch. Thanks for joining me for the what I'm going to consider the season premiere of the third season of my first sketch. Some personal business to tell you about. I had so much fun hosting the Big Freaking Quiz of 2017 at the Black Friday Comedy Marathon that I'm taking it on the road. I'll be hosting the Big Freaking Quiz of a whole bunch of stuff at the Charm City Comedy Festival this Friday in the 1130 p.m. block. No better way to close out a night of comedy than a trivia game about weird stuff that's happened. The 10th anniversary of Philly Sketchfest is about a month away, and that includes the 3rd annual Sketch Comedy Film Festival, 4 nights of live shows spanning 3 venues, and over 35 sketch comedy acts. The schedule is posted at phillysketchfest.com, and tickets are available at ticketfly.com, but if you want me to make it easy for you, type in myfirstsketch.com slash tickets, and that'll take you directly to the ticket listings. Today's guest on the podcast is Amalita, one of the musical acts taking the stage at Philly Sketchfest this year. Instead of a first sketch, she brings her first song, which is called Hipster Love, featuring John Langan. So have a listen.
1: We can't go back I need to know your name Where you come from Do you want me Do you live near here Or do you live farther out on the L train Hipster love Want you to lock me up like you're fixed here Hipster love We can share some PBR to fade. Down and now I need you near Hipster love. Hipster love Hipster love Hipster love You don't need those thick framed glasses And your pants are so tight That your suspenders are a moot point But damn, they look so right You have a trust fund But fancy yourself to be The starving artist type had the same Nokia flip phone since 2005 Hipster love Want you to lock me up like a fixed gear Hipster love We can share some PBR to favorite be Inside the store As I rolled my cigarette I asked you to see This great band That no one else had heard of yet I ran my hand Through my mullet Everything's changed since we met you I even like, like my your chest tattoo, tattoo Above the bed Hipster love Want you to lock me up Like your big ski. I wanna lock you up Like hipster my big skin Love,
0: love, love. Hey Amelita. Hello, Josh. Uh how uh tell me about this song. Tell me where this idea for the song came from.
2: Sure. Um so I was like out on a Thursday night or something, just getting more drunk than I should have been on a Thursday night. Um and I ended up staying over my friend's house and We just were in her house and we heard this like bike chain rattling or something like that. Um, And it just developed from hearing a bike chain rattling to being like, oh, that's got to be a hipster chaining up his bike to being like, maybe that's the person that we're supposed to be in love with and being like, what would it be like to be in love with a hipster? Um, And it just kind of snowballed after that. And we like walked around kind of singing the chorus. And then when I went home um, the next day, I just like sat down and wrote the entire song and it was just it just came out
0: Hmm. okay uh so what came what came first for you was it comedy or was it music
2: um i guess i guess music would be the answer to that because like i definitely was just singing when i was a kid and not knowing that it was, I could be funny with it. Um, okay. <laughs> and like, you know, just singing twinkle, twinkle little star and thinking that I was the star involved in that. <laughs> um, I think that song's yeah. actually
0: about a star though. Not like a person.
2: Uh, what?
0: <laughs> Sorry to Goddammit. burst that bubble now.
2: I'm, I've gone 30 years with <laughs> thinking that. That was my song. <laughs> Ugh, I'm leaving my own apartment.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Um. So, uh, if you've been like, are you professionally trained, like as a musician or a singer?
1: Um. Well. <laughs>
0: or has it like have, have you done like musicals? Have you done like yes. singing choirs and whatnot? Like.
2: Yes. Yes. That. Yes. So I did like um, choirs all through elementary school, middle school, high school. Um, I got to college, I went to NYU, and I was like, Ooh, I'm not good enough for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but I got a degree in music business. Okay. And um, part of that is you do have to go in with a, an instrument declared, um, and you have to work on that instrument. So theoretically, Yes, I have vocal training, but uh, I wouldn't say I'm classically trained right. or professionally trained.
0: right, because it would be weird like like I have no musical skill or anything at this point, but like it would be weird for me to be like, you know what? I'm gonna be a, a musical comedy a comedian now, like I did I had to sing in a sketch uh, a couple of years ago and the the person that was putting together like arranging the music or trying to like do it properly was like you're off key and i was like i don't know what that means <laughs> and that was the <laughs> end like, of that cool. conversation completely like so so as much as i Yeah, love i could I, I know really, what that means. I can't do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i think i was lucky to have it just like surrounding me growing up so it didn't i don't remember ever being like i'm going to learn music it was just kind of like oh this is a part of the language we speak in my house. <laughs>
0: Fun. That's good. Uh, so, where does comedy come into it? Uh, like, what what were you into growing up? What made you laugh when you were a kid um, or teen, or however you want to answer that question?
2: Yeah, uh, I I started getting into comedy, I think, in like middle school, not on purpose, but just like I was like, oh, this is a way to make friends if I'm funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like wrote my first parody ever in middle school, and I remember like taking it to soccer practice and being like guys i wrote this thing it's so funny and they were like it is funny and i wasn't realizing that we're all like <laughs> in the suburbs of boston and i'm 12 and i like that wasn't my big break
0: uh, <laughs> um, uh what song was it that you parodied
2: oh man that one <laughs> so embarrassing um so uh, as big in sync fan it was a parody of it's gonna be me and it was just called i hope it's not me and it was being like, "Oh, you like me, but I do not like you. So I hope you do not fall in love with me."
0: Oh, that's a funny concept. Oh, thank
2: you. I thought I like, so. I like that.
0: <laughs> now, break out that twelve-year-old song, <laughs> that twelve-year-old lyrics, and redo it.
2: <laughs> I probably should. I, every once in a while, I stumble on my old stuff, and I'm like, "Is this? Is this worth it?" No, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't go <laughs> back to
0: this. Well, I mean, at the same time, like. We're recording this on the 29th so in two days you're gonna see those dumb just oh yeah mean.
2: it's gonna be my oh yeah, yeah. break it out let's go <laughs> you want me to sing it i don't no, know if i remember think. it no, it's fine. i just remember it's fine. uh i am trying to see if i remember any of the lyrics um i think i think it was something like every little thing you do um makes me want to punch you or something like that. <laughs> it's like a little violent.
0: <laughs> at the same time, like you could do the lyrics. I don't remember that song outside of it's gonna be my, like, so ah. it, you're, I'm not helpful in that situation at all.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, th- thank you for telling me that I'm on my own.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh So pair, like, so you start with a parody. Were, yeah. are, were you familiar with musical parody by that point?
2: Um, you know alan sherman have you heard of alan sherman absolutely yeah oh okay great
0: so yeah he was actually one of the first like comedy records i ever heard
2: so good which one did you have
0: um oh son of a nut my, my son, son of a my nut. son the nut which, yeah Yeah. You know, hello mata
2: yes 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 absolutely um and he's on the cover like leaning i guess back into a pile of nuts yes, yeah
0: yeah <laughs> um, um you ran the. you went the wrong way oh king Louie.
2: oh my god that's so good there's something about some kind of food. Oh man, I can't remember. I have it on CD somewhere. Um,
0: Hungarian goulash.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh I think you're the first person I've been like, you know who Alan Sherman is and they've been like that sounds like a dentist. Is that
0: <laughs> yeah, He very well could have been, but like
2: <laughs> True true true. Was
0: like Hail to the Fat Man like uh
2: I- yeah.
0: I-, I haven't listened to that in a while. I should. I think I have it on my iTunes. I have to, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe when I'm now. in Philly, we can take a listen. <laughs> um, yeah, but so, like, my parents had that record and, you know, like, record, vinyl record. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes, we're old. <laughs> and <laughs> um, So I listened to that a lot. I did not know that they were parodies at the time, but I definitely knew that they were, like, funny, ridiculous songs, and my parents loved them. Um, so I guess that's kind of how I got my probably first – Unconscious influence into comedy music, and then like my sister was super into Weird Al, so I know who he I knew who he was, but I never really got into him. Um, It just kind of I think I tend to think very musically, and I like the this is going to sound stupid, but I like the words in music.
0: No, (laughs) I I, I'm the same way. Like I like music well enough, but if there's no if the lyrics aren't good, I don't care.
2: Right, right. It's just only that way. It can just really get you out of it. So I just I found myself just kind of rewriting stuff a lot. One of my friends and I in college wrote—we didn't record it—but we wrote almost a whole album of parodies just about cats.
0: Oh, what songs were you parodying with for cats?
2: We did. Um, oh, instead of Psycho Killer, we did Psycho Kitty, <laughs> um, and, and uh, oh, we did uh, we did a parody of Airplanes. Um, you know remember that song, we pretend that airplanes in the night sky are like shooting stars. No. Um, you don't.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
2: That's okay. Well, I we did a parody of that talking about how like a cat pretending that there was like really good food in their cat bowl. Um, you know, it was really good.
0: <laughs> okay. And this was in college? <laughs>
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been better Um, by then, right?
0: I'm not, uh, I'm, I host a podcast about people's first attempts at sketch comedy. I've seen a ton of bad comedy. So I, I don't judge anywhere in like anywhere in the process. It's okay. Like
1: that's,
2: that's great. I like to judge myself sometimes. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, I do that too. Helps. Um, Helps. So do you have any introduction? Like, all right. What other comedy were like, did you watch like TV? Any like sketch comedy? Any, um yeah
2: yeah i was super 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 into snl um and especially my when we got cable when i was like 10 comedy central used to have um, reruns all the time um and for some reason (laughs) my 10 year old self or whatever didn't see the advent of the dvr coming um so i just like recorded every single episode i could onto vhs
1: i did
0: that too uh
2: Yes, okay, great. I, you're you're
0: not alone. Experience. That's not a Thank a lot you. of people I've talked to. That's a very <laughs> I, recurrent idea.
2: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Um so me too. <laughs> uh and I still have the VHSs for whatever reason. I think mine
1: are my parents
0: basement uh, somewhere.
2: Nice. My parents <laughs> made me take them when they moved. <laughs>
0: <Do> you, <laughs> they were there. Do for you a have while. a VCR? <laughs>
2: huh? to play these things. In. No, no. I used okay. to. I don't I don't anymore cuz I used to also like convert VHSs to DVDs mm-hmm. for my parents, so I had them, but not not anymore. Uh,
0: I ask everybody, who is your favorite <laughs> SNL cast member? Ever? Yeah.
2: <gasps> oh my god. That's such a hard question to answer.
0: Talk it out, talk through it. Okay, ever.
2: thank you, thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going straight to like my ladies like Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, Anna Gasteyer. Like that was, they're really my jam. Tina Fey, of course. Um, but then Kristen Wiig came and just like really, really, she's so good at everything. And now Kate McKinnon is kind of her. I can't say Kate McKinnon because she's current. I'll
0: um, Other people I can,
2: have I can't thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say probably Kristen Wig mm-hmm. um, mainly because I think she's the one that I like quote the most
0: okay any specific so, characters or sketches yes. from her
2: yes oh my god um, uh, I'm so friggin excited mm-hmm. it's a good one um, there was this one off sketch that she did where she was a secretary of someone named Thomas and she would just be like Thomas Thomas okay. <laughs> So I quoted that a lot. Um, she found and at one point in that she found a mouse. She was like, Ooh, Thomas, the mouse. And
0: so Do you know who else was in that sketch so I can look it up and try to find it? Um, I have no I don't remember that one very well.
2: Uh I it was the host, so that's not helpful. That's, um yeah. I mean, that is helpful if I was, I was if hoping I remembered you would it.
0: know who the host was to <laughs> right. ease right. my search.
2: That's exactly what you were looking for. Yeah. Um for some reason I wanna say like sean william scott or someone like that but i don't think it was him okay (laughs) so that's not it was a man um (laughs)
0: okay
2: i bet if you search like um it's a mouse thomas and chris and wig it'll come
0: up okay i'll do it that way
2: (laughs) um and what else oh when she's like um the one don't make me sing i love that one uh Target lady, of course. Mm. Oh, where did you get those centered candors?
0: Okay, like I'm, I'm kind of surprised you you go with Kristen Wig, especially when you oh. name Anna Tire and Maya Rudolph, who I can because they're so musical. I, yeah, I consider those two very musical cast members. Like,
2: yeah, they they are, and I love them. I love them. I think, um, I think I don't. I just like don't quote them as much, and also. Uh I don't this is I don't love watching musical comedy which is awful. Yeah, <laughs>
0: um, um so
2: it just I I do, I do like it. I do like it. Um but oftentimes I like will feel like I kind of need a break. Sure. Um so but I've loved everything they did but also if they're already impersonating Celine Dion, if I'm impersonating them, then I'm impersonating them impersonating yeah, Celine I, Dion.
0: I, you know? Yeah, I totally understand that part for, for sure. So
2: it's, it's all about how much I can engage. I'm very selfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but They're great. They're lovely. And I would not kick them out of the <laughs> SNL bed.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so where do you start performing?
2: Um, Like, my solo stuff, I... Or, no,
0: no, like, even, like, I mean, not as far back as, like, high school musicals and stuff, but, like, what's your first introduction to doing comedy?
2: Oh, that... Right, right. Um, that would be, I taking improv classes.
0: Okay, Um, uh, where'd you take them?
2: At the Pit in New York, People's Improv Theater.
0: Uh, who were instructors? Anyone that we would know? Any names that we'd recognize? Or anyone you want to shout out, like, as particularly good?
2: (laughs) Um let's see I mean not that I it was I feel like it was so long ago (laughs) um yeah I mean Nate Starkey was the level five uh, teacher and he was really really awesome um level one I had Rich Holman and he was like the perfect level one teacher he was just like so fun but also really um good at critiquing things but in a fun way um and now there's like a million performers there that are really super, super, super talented and just coming up so fast. Um, and so it's really cool to see.
0: And roughly what, like, when are you just going through the the pits? Uh, uh, schooling? Yeah, around 2013,
2: 2012, 2013 okay. ish. Yeah. Okay. And it's a five class program. So it took a year and a half ish, yeah. maybe
0: roughly. Yeah. Um are you did you go into doing improv? Like did you do any improv teams, any indie groups?
2: Yes. Oh yeah. Um uh, my we formed a indie group out of my level 1 and then I there was like this kind of um there was this program called 10,000 hours that the intention was to like get people as many reps as possible doing improv and they had teams uh that were kind of like pre-house teams. And so I was on that for a while and I had a really, really fun team called Bueller. Um and I feel like everyone on there is gonna blow up at some point. Um and that was, I think that was the extent of my indie improv. Here and there I'd do like, you know, mashups and hang in with other people and be like, we're a team now for like a day. Um But yeah, that was basically, that was basically that.
0: Where does the, the start of Amelita as the, the pop princess persona begin?
2: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, that would be 2000 early 2016. Um, I had written like maybe two songs and I was talking to this woman, Jessica Delfino, um, who is very, very funny, very talented. Uh, she, I think she still has a venue here in New York. She's really great. Um, and I was talking to her for something completely unrelated. And I just mentioned that like, oh, someday I'd like to do my own solo musical comedy. And she kind of very bluntly, frankly, was like, why don't you just do it? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, poof, Oh, you, you're making it sound so easy.
0: Yeah, that always, uh, that's always a thing where like, oh, someday I want to do this. And someone else is like, yeah, just do it. Like,
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you don't understand. I <laughs> have no, a lot of issues.
0: <laughs> I've got to do today. Like, it... Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, so she actually at the time was um, running a festival called New York Funny Songs Fest. And she basically was like, if you want a slot, I'll give you a slot. And – I said no, <laughs> and then like three days later, I emailed her. I woke up and I was like, "What am I doing? This is ridiculous!" Um, and I emailed her and I was like, "Look, yep, I think I think I should just do this. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much for the offer. I would love to."
1: Hmm.
2: And, uh, and then that happened.
0: Um, so, like, how often are you like? So, tell me about like the the creation of the character that you're that you do.
2: Um, like, how long
0: does it take to like fully? figure out like what you wanted to do a musical comedian
2: yeah that's a good question I think it's still kind of in progress um sure oh yeah like I I love have always loved pop music you know like I loved sing when I was younger and so I knew that that was like kind of what I wanted to be near um and the songs that I was writing were kind of just poppy um and then the more I performed though the more I would be like okay this outfit was fun, but how can I like ramp it up a little bit and, you know, make it a little more poppy and ridiculous. And, you know, that was a fun thing to say, but where, how can I separate myself from, you know, the character on stage that is this basically pop star, but also all the songs are about being really insecure and um, Mm -hmm. bad at life. Um, And so just like each performance, I kind of add a little bit more and try to, um, look at it and see where i can kind of crank it up and i'm at the point now where i am very excited i'm going to start working with a director soon so that i can actually have outside eyes rather than me being like i think i should get acrylic nails and just <laughs> leaving it at that
0: <laughs> i mean your acrylic nails might be still fine That's okay. oh
2: I, I the reason I brought that up is because I literally just got some today for the first time. Because <laughs> I was like, I have a picture of myself from a festival last year um, that it just it just was caught at a great time, and I love it. And um, it I you can see like my nails in it because I was wearing really cheap like stick press ons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I, you know, I have a couple performances coming up. I want to do that again, but I want to do it a little better. <laughs> so i decided to get some real fake nails
0: um the song that you submitted i don't know what it's called
2: uh the one i sent you
0: yeah no like the one that you submitted with the the festival application the panic attack on the dance floor whatever it's called
2: sexy panic attack
0: sexy (laughs) panic attack um and you mentioned like uh as i now uh try to find a fun in your insecurities half overcompetent and half anxiety personified (laughs) did i write that which is your like the bio that you sent in okay Um, i I had to (laughs) read my research because it's been a while ago since i since i've watched the original stuff um there's such a weird like you know when i think about music like it isn't always just the music it's always you know there's the look like Mm -hmm. you know no pop singer is on stage wearing something that anyone would wear in real life right like on a normal day yep so like like and you're creating this image and having fun with the image i think as much as you can yeah um i don't know where i'm going with this really
2: (laughs) well i can answer your unasked question (laughs)
0: sure if if you know where i'm going go for it
2: (laughs) i'm not sure but uh i always can think of something to say um (laughs) I, i think uh yeah i definitely do and that's actually one part of it like a big a big part of why i enjoy this is like i the seriousness of it is seeing how kind of silly it can get like I was I went to forever 21 last night to try to find new outfits and I'm like I was just like I'm gonna pick out the most ridiculous stuff ever and I'm being very serious about it and I'm like I need to find something that feels ridiculous and looks like super pop starry but at the end of the day like I was trying on like a mesh crop top rainbow shirt you know (laughs) um so it's fun to kind of put that energy and um dedication into something that is not important
0: (laughs) yeah because like there's such a there is such a pop to like pop music yeah um whether it's like the dancers all around or like you know the lights and extra like it's very extravagant now i feel
2: yes yes
0: absolutely more so for pop than it is for like like even rock and roll and like there's certain things that you can just like do strip down, like just dude or girl, just with a guitar. Right. But you can't really do that with pop music.
2: Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> it's it's not, it's not boring, but it's like think about, you know, whenever you see clips or pictures from a Beyonce show, she's n- nothing normal is ever happening, you know? Like,
0: yeah, you have to go way over the top and way <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you know, shiny and glittery and silver and. Yes. <laughs>
2: Yes, it's so fun,
0: I mean, it's totally a world to like that is ripe for parody and ready to go. like,
2: yeah, and i think I think the thing is like one thing about parody that I, when I hear other people talk about is a lot of times I, I think a lot of people do parodies or you can you can find parodies that are from a place of like, this is so stupid. I'm gonna make fun of it, and you can find parodies that are from a place of I love this so much that I can't help but do my own version of it. Um, mm. And I think I kind of fall in the ladder. Not that either is better than the other, but I think that I just fall more in the ladder. So I, every time I see something, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. That looks like fun. But like, I can't be a real pop star, so this is as close as I can get. <laughs>
0: um. Do you do any like performing other than the musical character now?
2: Yeah, I am. Um, I'm on two musical improv teams. One of them is an uh, indie team called Explode, uh, um, and one of them is a um, house team at the Magnet Theater in New York called uh, Fauna. We just got a name, so. Hmm.
0: Um, so you're like jumping ship from Pit to, to Magnet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> Um the magnet is more on the west side and I live on the west side which is nice. Okay.
0: And it's just a proximity thing now.
2: Yeah, and I I was really looking for um the the pit or the the perception that I had of the pit, I would rather blame myself because it's probably my fault. Um by the time I was kind of done there was that it was very high pressure. Um and I think that, that was kind of put on by myself but i couldn't really shake it without leaving the place mm-hmm. um and so i kind of actually took a break from improv for a little while and then just about a year ago i decided i wanted to get back into some kind of class i had always been terrified by musical improv um and the magnet has like the most robust musical improv program of the three big theaters here
1: okay um,
2: so i was like yeah let's uh let's give it a try and it turns out i love it
0: <laughs> all right so what is it about musical improv that
2: That is so so great. Oh my gosh. Um, um, I think it's like kind of in line with the character that I do, which is like, you're the, the best shows are going to be where you're like so super serious and committed to what's going on. Um, And it's never like normal stuff. And you get to be so committed that at some point you break into song and I think that's like, I wish that could happen every day (laughs) in my life. Um, And then to do that and be backed up by these like amazing, amazing other improvisers, amazing um, instrumentalists, pianists, uh, and other, you know, they're improvisers as well, but they're improvising the music. Um, It just, it can feel so powerful when you're like, we didn't practice this at all, but we just did like four part harmony on a huge opening number, you know?
0: Yeah, that, I mean... I'm not a huge improv guy, but like mm. the the talent and the basic skill that you need just to do in, like musical improv, like t- like tremendous respect for. And like, I know there's no way on earth I can do it because like even well,
2: you said you said you already like you know got it, not one leg down because you can't do music. Right. So right. and
0: like <laughs> like I can't even like the hoedown down on like those old whose lines it anyways that terrifies me like just trying to create two couplets that rhyme that quickly (laughs) is enough
2: yeah well you know what that terrifies me too i do not like short form improv (laughs) i don't like doing it i'll watch it all day but like it's so so hard because it's all about coming up with the joke the nice thing about long form is like if you say something that you thought was going to be funny and it didn't get a laugh, you're still sure. in the middle of a scene. So you can just oh, I'm like, I'm just going to keep going. Um, no. Cause you're absolutely right. That the hoedown's <laughs> Down's terrifying.
0: I, I guess that's true. Like if you don't like musical improv doesn't necessarily have to be funny, like in a way that short form should be like, yeah. you can just go on the experience of musical improv and like, if no one laughs, but it's still like, Oh, okay. Like there's, there's a different reaction that you can get. That's still satisfying
2: yes exactly that like you cannot in short form you have to get the joke or it's bad
0: <laughs> yeah um is there anything else that i'm missing from your performance history uh, lifetime like um anything, mm, anything major that's I, like,
2: I briefly tried to be an actor that didn't work out <laughs> um
0: <laughs> like real acting like were you going on auditions and stuff? Very, very, very,
2: very briefly. Yeah. Sure. Um, I took like an acting class. That was really fun. But it, it turned out that I I actually don't like, I think, memorizing stuff. So I was like, oh, I have to say the same exact words again. Why would I do that?
0: Why, so why is it different when you do songs?
2: That's a great question.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because presumably you're, you've been doing the same. Yes, I, I don't know how many catalog, how many songs you have in your head, like and rotating them, but like, yeah, you're not, you don't have hundreds no. or thousands or even, to Or do even room. tens.
2: Like, um. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, uh, it's it's a little bit of a struggle to try to keep it fresh every time. I don't, um, but but I improvise the stuff in between usually, and sure. so that lets me kind of get a feel for the audience and have a little bit of fun so that when I'm in the song, I can do it in a way that feels right for whatever audience I'm with, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is, I do have times that I'm like, Ugh, this again, but I'm also not performing that much. So right. <laughs> that helps.
0: Right. It's just, it's like, I can't imagine being in a like a stage show on Broadway for eight, like uh, eight shows a week. Oh, like,
2: uh, terrible
0: how how is it not boring at like number three right i agree and you still have to do months of it like
2: i know and you like have a normal day and you like fight with your boyfriend and then you just like go do hamilton <laughs>
0: like, like even sketch comedy like if you do a run of two weeks at like one of the theaters down here in the city by that like that third or fourth show i am sick of it i am done like i'm ready to move on but like yeah you still have to be a proper performer and
2: well, can I, can I well. ask you a question? Because that is something I really have so much respect for, for sketch yeah. people. How, sure. how do you do that? Like, how do you keep it fun? Um,
0: so I am the worst person to... <laughs> uh, because whenever I, like... Because sketch comedy, when I'm actually, like, performing or, like, with a group i look at it way more as work than i do as fun um interesting like i will, I will say like if if i'm performing like a run of sketch like which i, I rarely do anymore because this takes up most of my time now um uh if i if i if i'm in a run of sketches if i do like two or four it is very much a job that i'm going through and the fun is around it like hanging out and yeah yeah being around people i enjoy yeah but like being on stage and everything, that's work. I, I very much take that like I try to take it seriously as much as I can, right? Or but at the same time, I I like I don't mind farting around or like <laughs> like I've I've said to a ton of people here in the city that like you know don't don't take it too seriously because like Lauren Michaels isn't in the crowd. Like we're not going to get hired <laughs> for SNL tonight, right? <laughs> you know, like still do a good job and stuff. But like you know, breathe, just yeah be calm and handle it like Mm -hmm. and we'll get it
2: that makes a lot of sense and it sounds like a it takes a lot more um it's a lot more kind of acting skills there or a different set of acting skills you know so that's impressive
0: i would never say i'm an actor like oh you should uh do you have a headshot no i don't okay never mind that that was (laughs) the funny part like all these like uh those old headshot days that were all over like Facebook and yeah. Instagram this past week. Yeah, I was like, I don't even have one of those. Like <laughs> I don't have an old headshot or a first headshot. <laughs> and then I was thinking, I was like, am I bad for doing this and not having a headshot? Um, Do I need a headshot? Uh, you, I don't know if I do. Yeah, I if, you ha- I do. if you
2: haven't needed it yet, I guess not.
0: Yeah. I'm not like actually like actively auditioning for stuff or. Do you have a website? just this no just the the podcast tumblr like and that's even (laughs) janky
2: (laughs) i guess the question is do you want people to be able to recognize your face
0: oh no
2: okay then you're doing so well i'm fine
0: (laughs) i'm okay with
2: you're killing it
0: (laughs) i'm okay with being you know behind the scenes as much as i can be anymore
2: perfect perfect
0: (laughs) (laughs) and when i ask this question i you can take this totally like as a philosophical existential excellent bent or just based on the craft of comedy. Okay. Uh, what is something that you've learned from doing stuff, from doing comedy, that you would pass on to someone new? Mm.
1: Um,
2: I would say, um, I've, I guess, over time, <laughs> I have learned how to. Um, I think what I would do, what I would say I've learned is like how to kind of separate my active worrying mind from my mind that does comedy. Um, and it doesn't always work, but for the most part, um, I have gotten a lot better about not being in my head on stage. Um, and I think that's because you kind of realize eventually that, you know, you said I could get existential, so here I go. Uh, um, you realize that, you know, you're doing this silly thing that doesn't matter other than to enlighten people's lives. Um, Absolutely. And in the grand scheme of things, like astronomically, you know, nothing that's happening actually matters. On the earth, and we could all disappear, and the earth would be fine, and the planets would be fine, and the sun would be fine. (laughs) Um, So, why am I gonna like freak myself out for this thing that I'm doing because it's supposed to be fulfilling? You know, Um, I don't know that I would pass that. I would love to try to pass that on to someone, but like, I think also it takes like. Mm A lot of time and for me personally like therapy <laughs> so uh but i but i think that's the biggest thing i've learned is kind of how to put life aside wh- when i go on stage at least for a little bit okay uh
0: and you kind of answered it like as you're talking in that last question but why comedy why why musical comedy why musical improv why is this the way that you spend your free time
2: yeah um it just brings me so much joy um I think that the, you know, news, news newsflash, the world sucks right now. Um, And, or in some places. And I think that I function best as, um, you know, I try to be aware and engage as much as possible and be uh, an ally as much as I can and be going to protests. But I also know that my kind of, wheelhouse is better. I I am a better influence on the world. I would say if I influence it at all, sure. when I am happy <laughs> and, you know, finding, finding joy in things. And like when I can bring joy to other people that I think is my main, um, strength. So like, <laughs> I wouldn't survive the apocalypse with that, but it's okay for now. <laughs> and, uh, I think that that's why just like whenever I do musical improv, I leave feeling lighter and just like, I just was a part of some crazy flash in the pan thing that'll never happen again, but we all got to share it. Um, and when I do my solo stuff, I get to be kind of like this person that I never am in real life, a little sassy, a little, you know, overly sexualized. Um, stuff like that and i have people i've had people come up to me after and like say the songs connect and that is just so amazing like i guess i guess very very long answer short it's about connection thanks amelita of course thank you so much josh this was a lot of fun
0: hopefully thank you
2: it was (laughs)
0: Amelita will be taking the stage at Philly Sketchfest on Saturday, June 2nd, in the 10 p.m. block at the Ruba Club, along with Champagne Jerry and the Mean Wendy Band. It's a block full of music and comedy. But before that, Amelita is premiering a new song on Thursday, May 3rd. So get excited for that! Check out all of her social media: Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook. They're all at Amelita. There's four A's in the beginning. A-A-A-A-M-E-L-I-T-A. Later that evening, on May 3rd, she'll be heading to Baltimore for the Charm City Comedy Festival at Sissimo's Bar at 7 p.m. More information and tickets can be found at charmcitycomedyfestival.com. She'll head back home to New York, and on Friday, May 4th, she'll perform at Kaboom! Explode! musical improv at the pit loft at 6 PM. More info can be found at the Instagram account at X P L O H D. Then she'll head to the sidewalk cafe at 9 PM to perform at Jimmy Swagger's hour of power. Every Tuesday, her musical improv group fauna performs at the magnet theater in New York city. And back to me, if you're in Baltimore this Friday for the charm city of comedy festival, see me host the big freaking quiz of a whole bunch of stuff at Sissima's Bar in the 1130 p.m. block. Don't forget to check phillysketchfest.com for all the information you'll need for the 10th anniversary of Philly Sketch Fest. My First Sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at p h l sketchfest and on Instagram at sketchfest. The music on this episode is by the band No-No, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. And of course, like my first sketch on Facebook. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy.